0: Good morning, Bucknutters. Welcome to the Bucknuts Morning 5 here on Friday, March 24th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I am very happy to be joined by Jonah Booker. Jay Book, a lot to get into. Uh, I just want to start off with a general question. We're uh, a couple weeks into spring ball now. We have a scrimmage tomorrow that's open to the media. I can't wait for that. What has piqued your interest the most? I know it's still relatively early, but what's piqued your interest the most from the Buckeyes spring practices?
2: To me, Dave, it's the defensive backs, especially the cornerback position. I'll start with Denzel Burke. From all indications, he's having an outstanding spring. I mean, the first couple of days of uh, spring ball, the coaches went to the podium and said Burke has got his hands on more footballs so far in spring ball than he did all of last year. You listen to the coaches, and they said that he was an absolute beast uh, during the winter workouts. You could tell that he's kind of changed his mentality. So whatever conversations that he had with that coaching staff post the season, it sounds like Denzel Burke is poised for a, a bounce-back season, Dave. So to me, that's outstanding news for this defense because they're going to need him. Uh, whether you like him or not, he's going to be a starter. Uh, and so then I'm going to look on the opposite side of him, the old mistransfer, transfer, uh, David Igbenosa. He comes in with a, a, an attitude, Dave, that I think was missing from the secondary. He brings a level of aggressiveness out there. He's a big corner. Uh, he's not going to be afraid to compete with these guys. And if, if, I, if, I, if I, I would be lying if I would say, hey, I, I wasn't smiling a little bit once they, once they showed a clip of him getting his head around and finding the football because that's been something that has been missing from this secondary for years now. So, to me, just getting two corners playing at a high level in the spring so far is big. Now can we get Jordan Hancock going? Can we get Jair Brown, some of those younger guys? You got Jordan Matthews there. Uh, so you're starting to feel just a little bit better about the cornerback position once you start getting news that Denzel Burke has been dialed in for the last several months. No
0: flying squirrels so far in spring. No ball. flying
2: squirrels. So no flying hey. squirrels. <laughs>
0: Love that. I love that phrase. Well, I don't like it when my guys are doing it, but I think it's funny when you when you drop that phrase. All right, let's get into great points, by the way, about, about the corners. Igben was a hell of a get. I mean, six-foot-two yeah. corner, as you said, with speed and attitude and toughness. I, I just absolutely love that kid. Um, and you're right. I mean, Denzel Burke, from all accounts, has been balling out during spring, so that's great to hear. All right, Um Got a chance to meet with the offensive linemen and the defensive linemen yesterday, including uh, we got to meet with Justin Fry and Larry Johnson. Let's start with the O-line. Obviously, center and right guard, you know, are, you know, big stories. And it sounds like Carson Hinsman's making a move at center. Um, also, Victor Cutler's battling there. You know, the transfer from Louisiana Monroe. At right tackle, it's interesting. Zen Mahalski and Tegris Shabola uh, are rotating there. Um, Kind of break down what you're, you're seeing from the O-line. Are, are you confident? Are you uh, wait and see mode? Are you lacking confidence? Where are you at with this O-line?
2: Yeah, just you know, interacting with a lot of Ohio State fans on Twitter. The O-line is uh, one of the major concerns uh, for a lot of people. I can understand that. But I'm bullish, Dave, because I believe that Justin Fry is an elite coach. I, I truly believe that Fry will have that offensive line in an elite level, once game one come around, he will have those boys ready to go to mall. People, uh, you mentioned you know the interior. I feel really good about the interior, guys. I think that's going to be, uh, out, obviously a position of strength, especially with Carson Hensman stepping his game up. He's a former high school All American. You look at you know your other two uh interior guys are coming back with experience. To me, it sounds like Dave that Carson Hensman is going to lead this from wire to wire as far as that position battle. Vic Cutler coming in, I think it's taking him a little bit longer to adjust to playing at this level of competition. Coming from what was it, a Louisiana Monroe, one of those Louisiana schools, I believe. Yep. Um, and then you look at the tackles. You know, that's that's going to be the big question mark. Replacing two first round tackles is not going to be an easy task. But I do think you know you're going to get. Uh, high play from your left tackle but as you mentioned tegra i was fascinated dave that tegra just lost his black stripe two years within the program there is no black stripe video or anything and i kind of forgot about it. it kind of slid under the radar that hey this kid still hasn't lost his black stripe but sounds like he's in a he's in the big battle there that can go either way right now i mean they're splitting reps it's going to be who performs best in the scrimmages coming up to see who's going to be uh, leading coming the fall camp. Yeah,
0: and then Justin Fry was going out of his way to talk about how like starting jobs have not been secured yet. Now, obviously, left guard and right guard have been secured, and I'm get left tackle. Even if he stopped short of saying Josh Fryer is definitely the left tackle, yeah. Josh Fryer is definitely the left tackle. So, yeah, we'll see what happens. Right tackle is very interesting to me. You nailed it. I mean, I I, I like the. I think – and I'm not just saying this because they're very tall. <laughs> Zen Mahalski and Tegra Shabola, especially Tegra, they have a very high ceiling in my opinion. So that'll be interesting. Um, all right, so defensive line. So um, we'll see. I mean, can JT Tumulal break out as a superstar this year? That's a big question. You know, Jack Sawyers, he's now going to be the guy we hoped he would be. Um, Mike Hall's healthy now. Tyleek Williams, how do you feel about this
2: D-line? I, I look at it, Dave, as a group with – A very high ceiling. They have the potential to be awesome. But can Larry Johnson get the most out of them? The defensive line hasn't lacked talent over the last several years. They've lacked production. Um, They haven't been able to rack up the sacks that we all thought. I know a lot of people bang on Jack Sawyer, um, you know, with his production. But at the end of the day, he led the team in sacks, playing out of position. So that right there tells me that he's poised to definitely have a much better season with his hand in the dirt at the defense end. I know you guys talked to Larry Johnson yesterday. Larry said he made a recommendation to Jim Knowles to move uh, you know, Jack Sawyer back. He basically said, yeah, that little experiment was cute and all, but this kid, <laughs> he, he belongs with his hand in the dirt getting after the quarterback. We have some other guys that can play the Jack position if they want to go that particular route. JT I need a little bit more from him Dave he had you know he had a solid year sophomore year now it's time to go now it's time to put it together instead of having one monster game let's have a consistent season and then you look at those younger guys Larry said it's time for those younger guys to really step up your Caden court your Kaden Curry you look at Amari Abar that kid is huge what he put up like put on 19 pounds in the off season. I saw pictures of him and he looks like an absolute monster out there. And then obviously you got your speed rush guy and Kenyatta Jackson, who also put on about nine to 10 pounds in the off season. So you're, you're feeling good about the younger guys getting their bodies right now. Let's go ahead and turn it up on the field. We need to have a solid rotation of guys who's going to be able to help to get after the quarterback. But as far as the interior guys, It's Ty Leak and Mike Hall all day. That one-two punch has the potential to be one of the best in college football, but can we get some hero canoe, some of those younger guys in there to really provide some depth so you're not asking Mike Hall and Ty Leak to play 70, 80 snaps a game. We obviously want them to play more, but let's make sure that those guys are healthy come Michigan time.
0: I'm glad you touched on Kenyatta Jackson and Caden Curry and Omari Abor. I think those three... Second year defensive ends, um, very talented, and this spring is big for them. So, um, especially guys that weren't here last spring. Caden Curry was here last spring. I'm not saying it's not big for him, but Kenyatta Jackson and Amari Abor, you're right. They look great. They feel like it feels like they've settled in now. And I think they're at least gonna have they're not gonna be starters unless yeah. there's injuries, but I think they're gonna have a role on this defense for I sure. Know, and yeah. I know, Mar- said, I know bro.
2: Mar, I know Amari yesterday put out a tweet said we're working in silence, and it was a picture of him coming off the practice field. Uh, and he said this whole team is starting to level up to me. That's that's exciting to hear from a young guy like that out of Texas, kind of got lost in the shuffle last year, battled some injuries, highly regarded as far as a recruit. If he's dialed in, locked in, and focused, and he has tunnel vision, say, Hey, let's go to work. That right there tells me that these Larry has the attention of these younger guys. And I say, and I'll say this, Dave, when you have 130 NFL personnel. In the building this week, if you're a younger guy, that right there will have all the motivation in the world to say, I need to get my stuff together because I can have the opportunity to work out in the front of 130 scouts to where I can be making generational type of money for my family.
0: I want to ask you about Hero Canoe, another second-year defensive lineman, but he's the one of of the four that's a, a D tackle, of course. Came in about 315 pounds last year. He's dropped some body fat. He's down to about 310, 305 as far as weight, but he's stronger. Uh, he's dropped some of that body fat. Funny story from yesterday. So I'm interviewing Larry Johnson. There's probably about, I don't know, 10 or so reporters, and including the camera guys behind us. And uh, talking to Larry, asked him about different guys, and I asked him about Hero Canoe. How, how's Hero Canoe doing? He goes, Who? I said, Hero Canoe? He goes, Who? I didn't realize Hero Canoe was sitting right next to me. Larry Johnson, the jokester, Larry Johnson, was playing a little joke on me there. And then, <laughs> then he starts laughing and fun that I said, like, oh, I didn't know Hero was right next to me. I had a nice comment about Hero, but it was a little funny moment. But um, seriously, though, what do you expect out of Hero Canoe this year? So, talking to Larry, he talked a lot about Mike Hall and Tyleek Williams and mentioned Ty Hamilton is right in there as a, kind of the top three. But can Hero Canoe get in there or is that, that fourth D tackle?
2: I, I will say this, Dave. I was a little disappointed in the way our coaching staff utilized those young guys last year. And what I mean by that is when you're up, you know, 40 points against Iowa in the fourth quarter, why aren't we seeing some of these younger guys like Hero? There is no replication than live snaps. Hero should be getting a couple snaps to maintain. If you want a red shirt, fine. But let's get him in a couple games. This kid barely even played. I don't even think he really even touched the field. So I just – we don't know. I mean, we're projecting to say, hey, this is a big kid. He's still learning. I do believe that they did him a disservice not at least getting him a couple game reps to see how he how he would do in live, live action. So we need him to step up. We're kind of thin at the defensive tackle position, natural, uh, one text. So hopefully that Larry can coach him up. I know it's going to be a learning curve for him – um, coming in because he hasn't played football for a very long time. So just getting him in the program, getting him accustomed to how you need to handle your business as a college professional, that's something that, you know, took him a little bit more time. So let's see, Dave. I mean, we're all projecting right now when it comes to him, I think he should be the fourth guy in there, but we definitely need to have a solid four man rotation at that defensive tackle position.
0: All right. So, when Jim Harbaugh first arrived at Michigan, I'm like, well, here, here we go. Like, he, they're going to be recruiting the state of Ohio like crazy. But they really didn't. And it wasn't like um, – it wasn't just because uh, they knew Ohio State would out-recruit them. I didn't, I didn't feel, feel like they were even trying to get, like, the second-tier players from Ohio that Ohio State didn't want, that were doing well at, like, Cincinnati and, and Kentucky and places like that. I'm like, what is Michigan doing? That was the lifeblood of their program for a long time. Jim Harbaugh is from Ohio. Desmond Howard from Ohio. Charles Woodson from Ohio. Could go on and on and on. Um, now they're recruiting the state of Ohio really well. What's going on here? Is it, it, Do you think it's as simple as they finally beat Ohio State two straight years and now they're making inroads in Ohio? Are they trying harder? Combination of factors. What do you make of Michigan recruiting the state of Ohio better?
2: You look at Michigan, Michigan and they have a lot of momentum with their program. They feel emboldened to come into Ohio. And try to test Ohio State with the top recruits. Now, don't get me wrong; Ohio State's going to get theirs. I do believe the Glenville quarterback and Aaron Scott; those are must-get uh, guys because if they if they don't get land those two kids, all hell's going to break loose with the fans when it comes to talking Ohio State recruiting. But if you're Jim Harbaugh, it's a smart tactic going going to the state, um, identify some guys early, offer them early maybe a little bit earlier than Ohio state wants to enforce their hand. That's not a bad strategy by Jim Harbaugh because, you know, those two wins that they have right there, you know, they took it to Ohio state. And from what we've read on, on the boarding house, you know, Ohio state or Michigan is starting to feel like they're getting a much um, I would say a much arms out approach as far as coming into the state and, recruiting the top kids because you look at Urban, you look at Trestle, Michigan came in and dabbed in here and there, but pretty much the gate was locked. Um you look at the Marshall kid, it was a loss. I mean I know people want to spin it, but that's probably what the first guy in 20 years that Ohio State and Michigan both want that Michigan won a recruiting battle on. You look at the tackle that they just landed, we're going to look back three years from now and say, hey was that a misevaluation by Justin Fry not offering that kid a scholarship because Ohio State had an opportunity to offer him. He had been on campus and to camps numerous times and Ohio State decided, hey, I want the um, Armstrong twins um, instead. So that's, a, that's an evaluation right there for Justin Fry to say, hey, I thought those other guys in the state were better than the one that went to Michigan. But at the same time, you got to respect what Michigan has done with uh, Sharon Moore. He's been, they've been outstanding up front. So if Michigan is evaluating this kid and saying, hey, we think he can be a player here at Michigan, then it's just something that you have to take pause on and say, hey, it's going to be a situation who was right, Michigan or Ohio State when it comes to that evaluation. But I don't think Michigan's coming in and invading Ohio like the perception is out there right now. Yeah, they got the kid. Uh, from Cincinnati to running back, if Ohio State can bounce back, landed Texas kid whose family from Cleveland has family from Youngstown, then I call it a win for Ohio State. But Tony Tony Alford make no mistake; he needs to get two running backs this cycle.
0: Yeah, Jordan Marshall's ranked very high at a Molar, um, as you mentioned. Now Ben Robuck, I don't know why I don't think people are freaking out about it. I don't. He's a three star kid. Now maybe he'll end up being very good. He's big, um, as you mentioned. He's teammates with the. Uh, um, the Armstrong Twins. So um, I think if Buckeyes get the Armstrong Twins as expected, they would take that. Yeah, uh, Roebuck. Maybe Roebuck's underrated. I don't know. He's six foot seven, three twenty. He's a big kid, but he's only a three star. I mean, I think if well, he was going anywhere else, Ohio State fans wouldn't care. Yeah. It's like, oh, he's going to Michigan. He must. But what's so, up Yeah, some rankings
2: he got him four star. I mean, but you look at him. You, you look at you look at this situation, Dave. How many times have Justin Fry been up there to St. Ed's to look at the Armstrong Twins? So obviously he's talking to the coaches up there to say, hey, we're looking at this kid. He's been to camp. There's been some, some chatter out there that they didn't think this kid uh, was athletic enough or what they're looking for out of their tackles. Now, that's why I go back to say it's an evaluation. If Ohio State, you know, turns out to have a misevaluation, evaluation, it's not a recruiting miss. They never actually offered this kid. It's just going to be an evaluation miss because They just deemed that he wasn't good enough to play here. Um, But at the same time, Dave, if you're Michigan, this is what you want to do. You want to battle in Ohio for the top recruits. I know Ohio State has said they want to have a more regional approach. My only gripe is, hey, make sure that you're starting that evaluation process just a little earlier for your in-state and regional guys because right now it's all about, hey, who offered me first? Uh, you know who got to the evaluation process quicker if you're Ohio State just pull the trigger a little bit early if you have some conviction that this local kid may be able to play here
0: great stuff as always from Jonah Booker really appreciate it Jay Book coming strong as always thanks to Jay Book thanks to all of you for tuning into the show we appreciate it very much hope everyone has a great day and a great weekend